Grew up in a little house of eight kids. Nobody prepared me for how life is. But I learned a lot of prayers. Dad thought God was all there was. And we knew when we broke his heart, we'd quickly be the wayward members of the bad, bad family. Bad family. Bad family, a podcast about black sheep, bad kids, bad family. Let's get started. Hey friends, I thought we'd start the podcast today with a segment that made me laugh. Lincoln joins the podcast and I have left to get a glass of wine. Enjoy. Hey Coco. 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 Bad family. Coco, are you there? Okay, let's get started for real. Hey, Lindsay. Hello. How's it going? Fine. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Lincoln. Pretty good. Been a relaxing Sunday. I haven't really done too much today. I rode my bike, um, which was nice. I haven't ridden my bike in a really long time. And I forgot that I feel most at home on my bike. Hmm. I really... Really? What'd you say? I said really. Yeah, I always feel most comfortable on my bike. And, like, my most confident best self. Whoa. I love being on my bike. But. Really fun. As I was biking, I saw two things in the road. One was a scarf. And one was a floppy disk. And it just made me think, wow, we've really been shut down for a long time. <laughs> floppy disk. <laughs> Literally, not even a three-inch disk. I forgot what those called, but like the literal floppy disk. Jeez. Yeah, weird. Very weird. Um. Well, anyway, I thought for our tell us apart segment, I've been feeling really emotionally exhausted. I don't know about you guys, but I thought we'd talk about something lighter (laughs) yeah so for tell us tell us a part segment i thought we could each tell each other um something that we're proud of Hmm. that we've done yeah i guess or something about ourselves or in our lives that has made us happier that we feel proud of Ooh. Hmm. let me think I guess I'm proud of being um, such an avid biker for so many years. I had not been biking recently because I stopped bike commuting when I started working in Midtown instead of downtown because I thought it was so dangerous to bike cross town. But as I was biking today, I actually thought it's probably I probably have a lower chance of getting hit by a car than I do of catching an infectious disease on the subway. (laughs) Jeez, yeah. So I was like, maybe I'll just start bike commuting again. But I am very, I guess I'm very proud of being such a confident city biker because I've biked all over New York. I biked all over Boston. In my 20s, I feel like I was even a little bit cuckoo and that I would bike like rain or snow, winter, summer. I just had the gear, knew how to do it, and I feel, it makes me feel, I guess, kind of scrappy and like I can do hard things. Yeah. I've never ridden a bike in the city. I thought you were about to say ever. I was like, really? I don't never know. Learned? Dad didn't take you to the parking lot? <laughs> I don't lot? know. I used to Actually, have a bike he did to commute. myself. I used to bike to commute when I lived in Richmond, but um, I haven't done it for years, although I really liked it while I was doing it, just because Richmond's a great bike city. Um, it's not very hilly, and it's, like, beautiful pretty much um, 
all the way through. Well, especially now that they have that very, very long bike path all the way from Richmond to Williamsburg or wherever it goes. That's a fun trail. I biked it once to get um, to mom and dad's. I know. I love that trail. That trail has had so much um, (laughs) drama in our parents' lives since they kept thinking for years and years and years the bike trail would take the house and they would get money for the house and then move. And then the bike trail finally came like 10 years later and they put it on the opposite side of the street. Uh, but I love it. I think it's pretty. Um, so what are y'all proud of? Um, I am not going to point to any specific skill like bike riding, but I am proud of my ability to get things done and be empathetic towards other people. Oh yeah, I've always thought you were incredibly empathetic. Thank you. I'm not sure. I guess in my mind. Sorry. Was that a honk? Yeah, I honked. (laughs) (laughs) that's actually your laugh you've just never laughed on the podcast before and your laugh is like a duck honk (laughs) Uh, Lincoln I always thought your empathy I know some of it is just natural to you and your personality but I always thought some of your empathy might have come from being raised around so many sisters I don't know if that's true or not what do you think about that um yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) let us take the credit yeah (laughs) we helped make you sensitive and sweet we made you we could break you too i take i take my answer back my the thing that i'm (laughs) proudest of is that everything good in me comes from my sisters (laughs) 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 and with Uh... them i'm nothing I don't think we can take credit for that. I don't want to take credit for everything. Just the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm proud of a lot of things. Well, I... why don't you name a couple? Okay. I am proud of... I think I'm a... I think I am empathetic, like Lincoln. Um, I think I am creative and what else? Open-minded. Those are all great qualities. I think I have a nice singing voice. You do? Um, you know, I'm proud of those things. Those are all great things. I think it's nice to think about what's good in us. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking about this. I've just been like feeling really defeated all week. And not for any particular reason. I know there's a lot of heavy stuff going on in the world. And in our country, and 2020 has just felt like a shit show for everyone, I think. (laughs) 2020 feels like we laid on the ground outside our house and, like, tractor trailers rolled over us. (laughs) I just feel like it feels like uh, it's been a difficult year, almost universally. Yeah. Um, But I was thinking today, I was chatting with a girlfriend earlier about how This is a little bit of a tangential story, but she was saying that she had been talking to her parents about movies and they were saying, why don't you recommend a movie for us to watch tonight? And she recommended the movie Greenwood, which I haven't seen, but her parents were like, oh, we saw that. We liked it for the most part. And she was like, what do you mean by that? 
and they said oh we didn't really like that there was a, a gay scene in it we thought that you know it was inauthentic to the time blah 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 and they're mormon parents and she was talking about how upset she was at that and she was saying actually i think you're apps you know 100 percent wrong there um there have been gay people since the beginning of time blah 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 but anyway long story short i was just thinking how mormons always have this saying or this mind philosophy that's like that's based on this story have you guys heard the story that's like so you had a really nice yummy brownie but there was a little bit of poop in the brownie wouldn't that ruin the brownie um <laughs> i've heard that saying before <laughs> yeah you ever I... heard that did you not hear that at church no which <laughs> I... I was asleep during fy session did you go to <laughs> Oh my gosh, I feel like I've heard this like multiple times. No, I've never heard that was that was like trying to say if there's something bad in a movie, like bad language. It's like basically like the poop in the brownie mm. and it ruins the entire thing. And I was thinking about this in the context of talking to my friend about these scenarios where like if there's something you don't agree with you're not able to appreciate the beauty of the entire piece, you know, of the entire whole. And I was just thinking that that just doesn't make any sense because no one is perfectly good or bad. Everyone is a combination of the best things we've ever done and the worst things we've ever done, you know, in the parts of ourselves people agree with and the parts of ourselves people don't agree with Mm -hmm. or have issues with and I guess that was kind of deep but I just I just was thinking it's nice to think about the good parts of ourselves the light parts of ourselves because there's just so much uh heavy in the world yeah and it's easy to be hard on yourself or focus on the negative yeah, and because we're our worst critics. Anyway, now I'm feeling awful. Like I've inadvertently compared gay people to poop, and I should just have <laughs> an arrow through my heart. <laughs> right in Pride Month, I've said the worst thing that could ever be said. I was thinking, <laughs> as the metaphor went on, I was like, mm. <laughs> <Good point. laughs> well, that's not what I meant. <laughs> 20 pride uh, our gay <laughs> listeners you're the brownie <laughs> you're not the yeah yeah the poop uh... is the bigotry yeah the poop is the bigotry uh, honestly the poop is how awful it is that you know how the judgment how judgmental people can be because of institutional religion or just like institutionalized you know bigotry and racism and bad feelings that are inherited almost anyway yeah. i feel dumb for uh saying that i didn't mean it in that <laughs> way. <laughs> i didn't think you did i did not mean it in that way okay. but i'm sorry i keep yawning no, that's okay. It is a nice, uh, let's just take a moment and give a little nod to Pride Month. Um, I've been wearing my Love is Love socks. Nice. And I actually attended this really beautiful webinar put on through my work um, all about how to be allies to trans people and what to say and what not to say and how to help them have a good experience um, if they are transitioning in a workplace environment. And that was both heartwarming and inspirational, but also educational. I learned a lot, especially like in a position of corporate leadership. There is a lot I should have known already and did not know. So it's nice to always be educating myself. Like Like what? Yeah. Like... Um, always 
just like I think it was really important to reaffirm in the workplace that trans women are women and trans men are men and that it actually is really painful for them when they get misgendered and when it happens again and again it makes them incredibly sad it's emotional yeah to be misgendered and that it's not okay to continually misgender people you have to do better and also that um, it's not helpful for them if you make a mistake to make a big deal out of it you know it's fine to say I'm really sorry I won't do that again it's not okay to be like I'm so sorry and this is why and how could I yeah, yeah it's like it's it's attention. making a big scene and it's making it about you not them and no one wants to like be made to feel like they're other or weirder I don't know. Um, an inconvenience. Yeah, I thought it was so helpful, not only for me to learn all of that, but for the conversation to be open to be talking about that. I thought it was incredibly helpful. Um, but I thought it, the whole program was lovely, and that was one. Excuse me. It, it was nice to see um, my company get that right good I thought that was really nice did I tell you guys I also had been facilitating a lot of conversations about race I think I did I think yeah. I talked about it last time and that had been good but exhausting so I had nothing to do with facilitating this conversation for pride month but I was very happy to be a, a willing listener and learner um, I've really been trying to lean into being quiet and listening um, and not trying to lead. I get tired of leading in leadership, honestly. I'm just like ready sometimes for somebody else to lead. <laughs> I'm just like, y'all do whatever you want. Because <laughs> <laughs> mama tired. I feel that so, too. Um, anyway, sorry for talking so much um i know we didn't talk in advance about what we were going to talk about i was sort of having a hard time figuring out in my exhausted mood what would be fun or healthy or productive um but i thought maybe it would be interesting to talk about identity like before and now because i have noticed personally that my conception of myself and i feel like my identity has shifted a lot in 2020 and i'm wondering if your you guys feel like yours has too oh interesting yours has shifted a lot solely in 2020 yes so i'll give you an example um early in the year my identity was very much um In some ways, it was tied into my workplace, like always dressing in work clothes. And also, I've, I have, in the past few years, gotten really into jewelry. So I was always wearing a lot of silver rings, like silver statement rings and like a silver statement necklace and would always wear makeup and have my eyebrows done. And I felt like if I ever was not wearing makeup, which sometimes would happen, but I would feel very not put together or like a little bit naked. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in quarantine times, I never wear makeup. I never wear jewelry. I almost never wear real clothes. <laughs> I just wear t-shirts. I wear pajama shorts. I rarely do my hair. If anything, I just like braid my hair. And I've gotten very used to just people seeing my natural born face. Like I'll be leading meetings and I'm just like in my jammies with no makeup and like my hair in a side pony. <laughs> and in large and small ways, I feel like it's caused me to question like who I am and not in a bad way, but I feel like I've become very comfortable and low maintenance I never thought I was high maintenance, but I feel like my main, I'm like low, low, low maintenance now. <laughs> I'm just like easy. I'm like, get up in the morning, 
Does that feel like a positive thing, though? Like, a loss of vanity? Yeah. Honestly, I think it does. To um, lean into my natural-born face, that feels positive. I don't know if um, not ever feeling like I put any effort into my appearance is positive, but... (laughs) (laughs) you tell me actually you tell me (laughs) yeah well same I feel like uh, I definitely would uh, put in a lot more effort when I had to go into the office to work Mm -hmm. I haven't really worn makeup or anything uh, yeah in months I think um Loosening up is a good thing, so I'm glad that you feel more comfortable, Coco, um, in your PJs and with no makeup. Uh, generally, I'll wear comfort clothes now. I feel like when COVID first started, I first started working at home more regularly. Um, I was in a rut for a while because I wasn't as productive at home as I am at work. Um so I talked to my therapist and he told me to like get up and get ready uh, by putting on like real pants and everything and treat it like a normal day. Um, so I'll do that some days uh, and it helps, but other days I'm like, no, this is a sweatpants day. Yeah. <laughs> they're both fine to me. I'm trying to think that sounds of- good. Do you feel like the way you conceptualize who you are is different in any way? I think so a little bit. I think I am more aware of um, the uh, the things that I depend on and take for granted, namely like being able to do laundry <laughs> conveniently. Um, and see people how much those things affect my mental health um but also i feel more politically radicalized (laughs) for sure than before and i already was pretty progressive you know minded but uh i definitely feel more awake to problems that I had been you know heard of but not really read anything about and now I'm trying to read more I think that's hopeful I think it's also healthy to keep in mind that as individuals we are not expected to do everything but we each need to do something Mm yeah yeah So it's like by little bit by little bit, hopefully the world will get better. Um, I've been feeling really old. I'm, as you guys know, I'm turning 35 tomorrow. But tell me if you feel like this. I feel like I have a lot of, maybe this is like lazy and passing the baton, but I feel like I have a lot of hope in young people. I'm like, these young people are going to keep changing the world and I'm going to sit here and watch it. Um. I also have a lot of hope in young people. Um, I don't know, but sometimes I feel like an old man when I will see a bunch of like annoying TikToks and I'll go, these fucking young people. But generally... Which ones are annoying you? Um, I don't know. I like the dancing ones. I'm not trying to dance on TikTok, but I'm enjoying watching other people do it. I just think TikTok is incredible. <laughs> Maybe that's my the new way of identifying <laughs> myself. I realized that I really enjoy TikTok. <laughs> you're like, you're changing your name to TikTok. You'll just be TikTok Toy Mouth. <laughs> Call me Triple T. TikTok. Um... Yeah, three T. Uh, no, I spent so long yesterday just like 
scrolling through and it's not all you know cats and dances even though the, that stuff is fun like I, I'm learning a lot there are a lot of people who are talking about I don't know everything history and science and houseplants and you know there was a tiktok i saw yesterday about how uh like garden horticulture <laughs> like having one type of grass what is it what was it monoculture gardens are uh, a result of colonialism i was like wow Maybe that's my issue, too. It's because, like, I know that there are cool videos on TikTok. Um, it's the same issue I have with, like, Reddit. It's just I never, ever go on those platforms, so I don't really know how to find the stuff worth oh. watching. Well, yeah, I haven't gotten any of that stuff either. Maybe I just somehow need to better curate. But I have heard that there's like cool recipes and makeup tips. Oh, I'll send you some stuff. Did I send you that? The Afikasi guy who lives in New York now? Um, No, you did not. Thank you for remembering. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not perfect. That's okay. No, I would appreciate that. I think that's helpful. Um, Have you seen it? I, you know, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say I'm interested in that, but also not, also not interested in, in getting on TikTok and it being th- three hours later. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's fair to uh, a whole because everything is so interesting. <laughs> There's a lot of people doing interesting things. I know. Um, well, since we've been talking about identity and identity changing, I know Lincoln said at one point something that he wanted to talk about is future thinking, like future goals. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't mind talking about how each of us want to get better or what we find For my birthday yesterday, I I sat in the park with a friend um, and she said for it's a little bit corny, but for every birthday, she always likes to ask, like, what do you most want in the coming year? Like, what is your goal? So maybe let's all three of us do that. What would you most like to accomplish or work toward in the coming year that would make you who you want to be or make your life better? Mm. That's a hard question. One sec. I said that I wanted to get out of debt and that also would really finally like to start my own business. Uh What kind of business? I don't know. (laughs) I just would really like to be an entrepreneur and I don't have an idea nailed down, but I think that like Lincoln, I am a go-getter and I'm a really hard worker and I think I would be good at having my own business um, if I could figure out um, and do some market research on an idea. (laughs) That sounds really cool. So those were my two things. And then my third thing I was thinking about is I should, I would like to uh, figure out family planning since I'm 35 tomorrow and um, time flies. I feel like I maybe have seven or eight years left that I can think about having a kid if I want to move in that direction. So I, it's probably time I seriously think about it. But yeah. don't tell dad that. <laughs> no, I'll no, never dad out of it. Oh, never. I'm texting dad now. It's happening. everything we planned for (laughs) (laughs) now only now only three kids left did I tell you guys I had been talked dad had told me that he wanted more than anything what he wanted was to have each of his kids have a grandchild before he dies this is like his new thing 
And I said, well, if you think about it another way, Dad, you have 13 grandkids already. That's more than one for each of your kids. Don't you think you're being a little greedy? And he was like, I never thought of it like that. He was like, I thought four kids with children, four of eight. Oh, so he thought of it uh, in like a half. That's standard. Yeah, that's not new. I feel like he's been saying that to me for like at least three years. <laughs> I guess you gotta get on it. He hasn't said that to me. Yeah, weird. What would be my... Do I have to name three things that I want to happen in the coming year or just one? Doesn't have to be three. Just as many as feels right. What did you say, Link? Uh, I have not said yet. Okay, yeah. I think that I would like to go on a trip. That's what um, I was going to say. Well, snooze you lose. It's mine now. Come up with something else. <laughs> okay, come on. Um, uh... <laughs> mine? I think it's really your trip to hell. <laughs> we gotta wait for everything to open up, but I really want to go to Japan or someplace cool and Japan down the line. Um, I also would like to get a cat. Uh, uh, that sounds nice. Yeah, Wish I could. Um, that might be happening pretty soon. Actually, Haley just asked the landlord if we can get a little kitty. Oh, are you just going to get a little rescue? Yeah, I think we're going to rescue a kitten. Um, so maybe in the next month or two, that one will come true. Daggone. That sounds lovely. And then the third thing... I mean, you don't have to name three. You're the one who said whatever feels right. I know. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like bordering on saying a promotion, but now I'm like asking myself if that would make me happy or or not. You know. Mm. Yeah, corporate success is not life success. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking. I don't know that I have any specific career goals in the job in the vein of what I do now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't have. I don't care about progressing in this company. <laughs> that sounds bad, but I don't. No, that's okay. I've always been trying to f- focus more. Not always, but lately I've been trying to think more about what creative things would make me happy. Mm-hmm. Like writing or painting, you know, or getting published or... uh. I don't know. Anything I produce that's not yeah. for work, that's creative, I feel awesome about. Even the stupid podcast, I feel like I really am like patting myself <laughs> on the back. I like, like way to go, Coco. <laughs> way to like do something creative. <laughs> I've been having fun playing my guitar. Oh, yeah. Our band is your third thing, Link. Our band. Our yep. band. My band that you're in. <laughs> I think you gotta stop talking about that unless you're gonna produce some music for the the show. Lincoln, I actually liked the guitar little clips that you sent me. But uh Lindsay and Lincoln, you can send us some voicemails of the uh music that you made. Alright. Link. Um, me some I work I don't understand. Yeah, it would like to be nice. Do more creative stuff, uh, more often, as opposed to just like picking up my sketch pad whenever I am stressed. (laughs) I would like I would like to take like a pottery class or something. Or oh, that's a beautiful idea. I'd really like to take vocal, like actual vocal lessons. I feel like my singing voice has gone gotten kind of shot because I never really use it these days. Well, the muscle. That's fair. 
it is a muscle. I never felt like I was that good at singing, but I do like to sing. So I'm the Jamie Birdlegs Powers. Nah, Grandma had a terrible voice. But she loved to sing. Did Grandma have a terrible voice? I remember I would sit next to her during church, but I she like didn't have any voice at all to sing, so I well, couldn't she hear her. Sing loudly because she she wasn't a good singer. Oh. You know, it was just thin, and she couldn't carry a tune. But I didn't hate it. I yeah, it was kind of charming. When you love someone, it is hard to see them do anything that you don't find charming. (laughs) In some way. It's just like you can be very forgiving of people that you love and their flaws. So it is what it is. Uh, Well, maybe we should, what would be helpful is to talk about what prevents us from achieving our goals. Good question. One of mine is just being tired. I I mean, I have always dealt in some capacity with depression, although I honestly don't feel like it's a big part of my life lately, but it has it does manifest sometimes lately less as depression as and more as anxiety. Um, and part of that is that I have a big trouble sitting still you know even like relaxing enough to be in a creative mind space it's kind of like manic where I'm just like pittering or moving or cleaning or thinking and I jump from thought to thought to thought to thought to thought and I don't get anything done and even describing that to you sounds exhausting and unhealthy (laughs) I I do that I feel pretty similar too um Normally, I can tell if I'm anxious or amped up um, if my hands start shaking. I don't know if you have, like, a similar tick, but I can feel if I'm feeling off just by looking at my hands. Mm. And then if I notice something's weird, I'll try and, like, uh, take some deep breaths or something or, I don't know, grab some water. That's good. My hands don't shake. Mm. My handshake if I'm like public speaking, <laughs> but my anxiety like sign is probably more like, or I've been clenching my teeth like subconsciously a lot lately. That's part of it. I'll realize like, oh, holding my jaw a little tight, holding my shoulders a little tight. Oh, I deeply clench my teeth every <laughs> night and I have a really good dentist right now, but he's, he's the one who brought it to my attention. Because he said something like you have bicuspid denting oh, or yeah. something. Maybe that wasn't it. But he was like, I can tell because you've got divots in all of your teeth, which is the force of years of your teeth pressing together, clenched in stress while you're sleeping. And I said, well, that is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> tell me I'm... more. <laughs> and he showed me. He got the mirror out so he could show me the little divots Whoa. in my teeth where apparently I've been Whoa. clenching. And, like, I do notice that I'll, when I wake up, you know, my jaw is a little sore. And I he says this is very common, that it's, like, a stress thing, that, that some people oh, yeah. will just, they just clench their jaw at night, and it's, like, a stress thing. And then you're supposed to get a mouth guard, but I haven't done it yet. I don't like to sleep with the mouth guard, because I feel like it makes your breath, yeah, like, funky times 100. Yeah, it gives you dog breath. I don't like that. Yeah, when I have anxiety, it like manifests in my hands and in my chest. Oh, I get it too. When I have stress, it's like all in my shoulders. Yeah, I carry it in my back as well, where it will feel really tense, and I'll try to stretch it out or like rub my own shoulders to get Mm. the stress out. Um, But I also feel like another block for me is that I am uh, maybe lazy is not the word and procrastinator is not the word, but it can be hard for me to do something progressive for my life when instead I can make myself a snack or read a book. Yeah, (laughs) That's totally fair. 
I mean, little distractions are always nice, and I feel like we do need them, but it's hard to, like, uh, try to sit down and think about how to be progressive with your life or what you want. Because those are harder. I know it's, yeah. I know it's helpful to have people help you be accountable for your goals. Like, I think the only reason the podcast is still going is because we three have committed to do it weekly. So even when I don't have an idea, I want to get together and, and be recording ideas or feelings or moods or conversation to keep going even when it's hard or even when it's not natural. I felt like our last two conversations were incredibly natural because I just had so much I wanted to talk about about what was going on in the world and my experience with it Mm -hmm. and processing. And this week I am the uh, empty husk of the human I once was after (laughs) after just being being tired. And there's less the less I have urgent and buzzing to talk about, but I still think it's good to be chatting and be learning about each other. Yeah. I've told a couple of friends that I felt like the podcast had been really healthy, even if for no one else, but I felt like we had gotten to know one another better. Yeah. I think we have. I think it's been good. I think something that holds me back sometimes is that I there are too many things that I'd like to do and that seem worthwhile and I have trouble figuring out what would be best and then I end up you know not choosing or doing things only in sort of short bursts but not committing enough time to one particular project to like finish it and be like I've seen this through Um, I get that I feel like in some ways age helps because I remember when I was young I really wanted to learn how to skateboard and now and you know at 35 I'm like no way do I want to devote any time or brain space to that (laughs) it's just not my interest or my it's really ability. easy to hurt yourself too yeah but i feel like something about getting older helps you to see yourself more clearly and what you value maybe it's just that you've had more time on earth and you can see more what you value and what you value less yeah i have heard people say that it's helpful to live like you only have one month left. And if you only had one month left, it might be easier to edit than if you're thinking about the most, you know, progressive or important things you could do in 10 years. What is like the one, if you only had one month, what would be the key thing you wanted to do? I don't really think I have enough of a 10 year mindset. (laughs) I almost never have. Yeah. I'm very, I don't know, one of my things that I struggle with is like planning for the future, which is why I want to talk about it. Because I'm really good at like planning for the week or the day, but anything past the week, uh, I don't know. Just gets hazier. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that about you guys. Um, I feel like I'm very good at thinking long term in my career or like where I want to live or uh, family planning, like, you know, thinking seriously that I want to have at least one kid, but I'm very, very bad thinking long term. Um, in terms of my relationships, and I know it's romantic relationships, and I know it's 100% because I have some triggering stuff for my divorce that I just seem to be unable to work through. Mm-hmm. 
So I was talking to a girlfriend about this today, actually, and it made me feel panicky, where I was like, I can never get divorced again, so I can never get married again. I just can't. Not mm-hmm. possible for me. And it has nothing to do with, maybe it's marriage itself. I don't know. It doesn't even, I'm able to conceptualize a forever present. Like, I'm very happy with Matt, and we talk about spending our lives together, and that feels comfortable. It's like, if you want to be with someone, you want to be with someone. But I can never get married. Yeah. I just, that makes sense. I don't know. I can't. I've even said, like, I never want to get married. Are you okay that I have no interest in being married? I mean, you don't have to get married. What'd you say? I said, I mean, you don't have to get married. If it was, if it doesn't make you happy, well, then don't. No, it makes me feel panicky like I would want to barf. <laughs> Maybe that's like barf is not the right phrase, but it honestly makes me feel like I'm about to have a heart attack mm. if I begin to think about that. But uh, BTDT, I'm uh, I like going to weddings. So I'll be very happy to go to uh, your weddings if you ever hit that stage of life. Anyway, I've got I I don't like working through my own issues. <laughs> it's work. Where'd Courtney go? It's just like so much emotional work. Well, um, so far we talked about feeling what we feel proud of in ourselves and kind of wrapped up in that about our identities and what we feel like has changed and what hasn't changed. And then we sort of ended talking about what we want our identities to be in the future, where we see our next years going. Um, And I talked about how I don't want to do my own um, emotional work that is pressing on my own horizon. (laughs) I'm just like avoiding some emotional work that I've realized has been triggering me. Um, Anything you, you guys want to talk about, about identity or. That's funny. I was just, yeah. Wait, Lincoln, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that. Uh, I would recommend if you two are able getting a therapist. Yeah, because I I to my therapist once a week since like March, right before COVID started. It's really helps me work through like my anxiety with that and like anxieties I have with work or my relationship. Um, it's just been really helpful all around. It's not a fix all, but it helps me talk about some things that I'm not great at bringing up on my own yeah I think that's incredibly important I had a therapist for years when I was in Massachusetts and um, I just haven't taken the time to restart the process while I'm here in New York but it becomes more Mm -hmm. and more clear to me that that would be healthy yeah I have been meaning to for a long time but I didn't have health insurance until like fairly recently and then I was going to that was originally my goal for 2024 lockdown started I hadn't gotten around to it before lockdown and now it seems like that would be (laughs) it just seems everything seems harder I just think it's so healthy not just for us but for everyone um, yeah who everyone has issues with stress and family and identity and it's I feel like it's like a safety net it's important to have the support and help there for when you need it even if it's like a time where you're not feeling immediate need it's just helpful to work through our own issues so we have healthy minds and healthy lives yeah but it is not easy Actually, the thought of working through my own issues feels difficult. (laughs) But I know it's healthy, especially so we don't push them on other people. Like, I feel like mom could really benefit from a therapist because she, not without, I know she doesn't mean to, but I feel like she dumps a lot of emotional weight when she's talking to us, on Uh us, which I think would be really helpful stuff for her to work out 
with a therapist yeah. and no shame in doing it. I think they went to a couple's therapists maybe once or twice, but they've never been to, I don't think they've been to like single one-on-one therapy. Yeah. I don't think they have either, but I think it would be really helpful. Me too. Incredibly useful. Good for all of us. Well, maybe that should be our uh, bad family goal for the rest of 2020. Maybe uh, Lindsay, you and I could uh, get in therapy and be taught the language of how to discuss our own anxiety and neuroses. Good idea. (laughs) Be more like your brother Lincoln and get a therapist. Yeah, always be improving. Always be learning, always be growing. Yeah, always be, in a way, I feel like it's just like um, (laughs) shining light on things we have hidden or just like unraveling knots inside us that we all get just from like life being difficult. It's nice Mm -hmm. to kind of clean closets or smooth it all out. Yeah. So. Well, that's all I got. I uh, have been really trying to relax, refresh, restore my own self and uh, think about getting my own crap together. I respect it. Yeah. Me too. Me Me too. It's positive work. Well, I love you guys. I am actually very proud of you both for uh, everything you've been through and accomplished both in your Mm. careers and education and uh, it's not it's not easy um, leaving Mormonism in our family it's uh, an incredibly hard challenge that I think you both have come through um, if not gracefully then with love and grace so fair <laughs> enough uh, all right well i love you guys um until next week you know be thoughtful be good think about uh what we should talk about or work through sounds good love you love you all bye, bye. talk later bye. Thanks for listening. Smell you later.